0: Okay, is it? It's like a
1: hunting, a hunting room. It has a bunch of hunting, uh, like antlers and shit from my dad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw loads of them on on the wall.
1: You can actually see my dad here in the background. This is a painting of him, the great hunter.
0: Oh, what mad. I mean, to ask you, how do you pronounce your first name?
1: First question I get in every interaction with people who are not Slovenian. I'm not kidding. Like probably it comes up every time.
0: Because I've Googled it. And I don't, I don't trust what they've told me. What did they say? They basically said it's pronounced Nate. Yeah, hey,
1: that's pretty close. Really? Yeah. So if you, if N-A-T-E. you just say like at at the end, t's. Nate. T's. Yeah, Nate. exactly. Nate. Nate. Exactly. Okay,
2: perfect. That's mad. <laughs> Good luck,
0: Hamish, you're, you're
2: introducing this on. <laughs> oh shit! No. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish, and I'm the other host, Aaron. And anyone else, anyone new listening,
0: go check us out on all socials, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the links will be in the description, go give us a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, etc. We release some clips on YouTube and all that, so, and also subscribe to our channel on YouTube, so all that good stuff. Jeez. Anything,
2: Hamish? No, you got it all there. I thought you were going to miss something, but you got no, it. No, 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 I could see, I was looking at you, like, i <laughs> And today we're joined by Nate. But yeah, like, yeah, would you like to introduce yourself a little?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Nate. I got shouted out by uh, Samo, my good friend. I guess I am the second Slovenian that has been on this podcast now.
0: Yep. yep. I, I hope not uh, forgetting about anyone, but I'm yeah. pretty sure.
1: So my my background is in computer science. Both yeah. all, all three of us. I guess we're gonna be talking about programming then. <laughs> <laughs> hope not. Hope not. So yeah, background is in computer science, but I really enjoy. Business and everything that has to do with like figuring out ways to I don't know make I guess some money whether that be small amounts or big amounts doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, so how a- do you and Sami know each other?
1: So we both went to the same high school. We kind of didn't like each other at first. <laughs> we I think it was four guys and like eighteen girls in the class. And we were both kind of playing for the role of the, let's say, class clown. Okay. You know?
0: I, I thought you're gonna. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought it was a way. Yeah, I thought you were both playing for like the role of like the the ladies man or something.
1: Well, th- the class clown is the ladies man. Come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and yeah, we were kind of both competing with each other at that. But then we kind of really hit it off. Um, I, I would say like second year of high school. And then we just did a lot of things together, small schemes I would call them. So that was uh, that was great. But then we kind of parted ways. He went on to study business in Canada, and I decided to study computer science in Ljubljana, which is the capital of Slovenia.
2: Oh, I see. That's crazy. You had how many girls to boy ratio in your class again? Four to eighteen, or was it four to fourteen? I to
1: think eight. it was four to eighteen, yeah, something like that.
2: That's what. Yeah, here it
0: feels like you always hear of like a high boy to girl ratio as in more boys and girls but never heard it the other way around
1: well Slovenia you know you know yeah. what they say uh, the land of women
0: is that a thing or have you just made it up
2: okay. <laughs> hey Aaron's booking tickets as we speak now first loss yeah let me just let me just check the prices
1: oof maybe maybe not the best time since no. we are the number one place <laughs> for the corona deaths so maybe try and like have
0: yeah it. yeah I'll, I'll put on my reminder reminder list but no that's cool computer science so I never knew that when uh, Sam shouted you out, what kind of made you get into computer science?
1: Well, I had this big dream of just figuring out a way uh, how to make an iPhone app and make it go viral. You know, I think we, we've all been there. I was probably like 16, 17. Uh, I had no kind of experience with programming. And yeah, I just decided to figure out a way to learn how to program. And I couldn't really get into it on my own uh, when I was trying to do it like after class. Uh, In high school, because it was a business high school. And then I decided the best way to do it is to, I guess, attend computer science uni. So that was it. That was the only reason. I had no real love of computers or programming beforehand. Of course, I played games, you know. But yeah, I didn't make an app go viral, just like a footnote.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe some point in some point you can though. Have you ever visited the UK?
1: I did actually. So. That's also kind of a, a funky story, I guess. So in, I would say 2014, during summer, I visited London with my family and I was supposed to meet this guy from London, my friend who I met on League of Legends, actually, in like 2012, <laughs> 2013. Uh, we played together, uh, Monty, shout out Monty, he's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> and we were supposed to meet. But for some reason, there was no Wi-Fi at at the uh, hotel where we were staying, and I had no data or something. And actually, we couldn't meet. So I spent like a few days there, and we couldn't meet. Um, just like a very sad, I guess, flow <laughs> uh, of circumstances. But yeah, that that was my that was my UK trip. Nothing mad. I was kind of, I would say, I was fourteen, maybe thirteen back then. So I, I remember. Me and my cousin went away from my family and we went to some pubs Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get, like I was kind of tall. So like here in Slovenia, I would probably be able to just like get a beer or something because I I kind of seemed maybe a bit older, but in the UK, they didn't give me any beer. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I have no kind of cool stories from the UK.
2: I was about to say, it's mad how you said you were fourteen years old. Wait, you, I assume you tra- so you traveled with your family over. And did they know you're going to meet your League of Legends friend or?
1: Yes, they. Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned it. Yeah.
2: What's mad? You're going to go by yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I would be traveling all over if it weren't for Corona right now. UK is kind of the only place uh, where I haven't spent any real time in the past two years. Other than that, I think I've been all across Europe. Um, and have friends all across
0: here. Hamish, are you trying to say Monty's could be a dodgy person?
1: No,
2: I was like, no, <laughs> he's very brave at age 14 to just meet basically someone without, yeah, any, like, you know, backup or, like, any parents. Have you ever met someone, Hamish, like, from online? No. Nah, the only people, they kind of just you know, died off, I guess. Not died off, but literally, but, you know, like, no communication after, like, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never, never met anyone either. But I know, like... I've
0: got friends who have done, and like they've like gone on holiday together, and I'm like, wait, but you don't even know this person. How do you?
2: Christian do has, to be honest. So Christian told me recently that he met up, and then they went on the was it Tough Mudder or something? Oh yeah, yeah. The thing was, I was thinking yeah, like there is cases where we when playing like the Last Call of Duty last year, that people just were on the mic and they like playing with us, so they just hopped in the party for a couple more games, and then that was it. And then we never spoke again because <laughs> we never played with each other again. Yeah, so like I don't know. That's mad.
0: This this Monty guy. Did you? Yeah. Did you know what he looked like? Was it like a video kind of thing, or was it just?
1: Well, audio. I feel like I'm on like catch catch a predator. <laughs> <laughs> no, Monty is totally cool. We I think we were talking on Instagram, even like following each other. We saw each other's pictures. We also like talked via voice, probably even video. It's not like this was some stranger I was interacting through Gmail yeah. with or something. And I think actually I was 15. I wasn't like 13 or 14. I was 15.
0: So, you know. It's... Nah, that's all cool. We, I uh, bet Monty's a great guy. Shout out to Monty. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm, I'm just in shock that you did that at such a young age. I could understand if you met up like after 18 or something, but you know, like that's, 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 that, that's the most shocking factor to me. That and uh, the other
1: kind of thing I would say about the UK, I was so close to being in London. Basically for the whole year, like 2020, I was trying to score a cool internship for kind of to finish up my education. We actually have like a a mandatory internship, of uh, three months, I think it is. And basically my, my last two picks for the internship were Ernst and Young internship in London and an internship in Berlin at a startup chef's list, shout out. And yeah, I decided at the end to go with the startup. But otherwise, I would be in London right now, probably.
0: Where Where are you? Are you in Berlin now, then?
1: Um, no, I am in Slovenia. At okay, my cool. parents' place.
0: Let's talk about your podcast. So Samo, when he actually called you out to come on the podcast, he mentioned that yeah, he was going to nominate you. Actually, did have a podcast, and he did say that you are, or right at the time, you were the like number one business podcast in Slovenia. Is that Is that true? Or is that fake news?
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a thing. Samo doesn't say fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the time we were the number one business podcast because we were uploading every day. Mm-hmm. Now we've, we've been on like month and a half, I would say hiatus because we have just been very busy with finishing up the diploma and everything. And I decided to not have as the podcast, you know, and just like focus on the diploma. But I already recorded two episodes this week. Just like getting a, a big stockpile of episodes so we can do like a weekly rollout. And yeah, for sure, we're going to probably hit uh, number one in business again in like two weeks.
2: I was going to say daily podcast is crazy. You have a separate editor or is it just you?
1: Yeah, we, we have a separate editor, Stefan, a very good, cool colleague, I guess. We kind of collaborated on a bunch of projects already. And he does the mastering, he does the the heavy lifting. All sure. like we actually have a, um so kind of similar to you two where you, you are two hosts, but our situation is a bit different, I guess. It's me and uh, my friend Zala. And like we kind of, so she has one episode with a guest just by herself. And then I have one episode with a guest by myself. And then sometimes we have an episode just us two. And then sometimes we have an episode where it's us two and another person, but that's kind of, I don't know. Co-hosting is something I'm not really, I don't know, it's hard for me to get in the flow of the conversation because I I really, I would say I'm kind of egoistic in, um, I guess, having the conversation to go how I plan it to go. And then it's, it's kind of hard. So like, I think I listened to probably like two of your podcasts, maybe three actually. And I'm really like impressed by you two's ability to lead the conversation and kind of still bounce off each other and not interrupt each other and especially because so you are you're Aaron and you're Hamish yeah. like I noticed that Hamish is always in the dark <laughs> <So> you can't <laughs> you can't you can't even kind of look for visual visual yeah, cues yeah. that he's trying to uh, like jump into the conversation you know so pff, I'm impressed
0: yeah I listened out for his breathing <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah because I need to give like Aaron a signal sometimes like so we don't clash but sometimes when we do clash it is edited out like we'd love to take all the credit but we do edit out some of the overlaps anyway so like even when we just interrupt each other which obviously no one noticed they're not going to know that (laughs) and they're just going to think it was a very smooth flow oh so you actually edit it out edit out the
1: interruption
2: yeah sometimes when it's not like laughing over each other or something some of it like you just edit it out because it's like it ruins the flow as you say but yeah like Otherwise I think half the times we're just chatting shit so we're just waiting for a moment to guy each other so like do you know what I
1: mean Yeah I get it yeah but uh like I really kind of honor you two's time commitment I guess to the podcast then like it must take a bunch of time to push out an episode
0: Yeah cuz we release every week and we we have done since we started so it's pretty much like record at a certain point on the weekend and then basically spend the whole week editing and then the last like day kind of just preparing what we're gonna like post on social media.
1: But you two have jobs, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're both full time jobs. But we have it hasn't always been the case, but like at the moment we are so your episodes that we're recording now, the the listeners can get a bit of a insight. So the current date is 13th of December. <laughs> but your episode won't actually go out until
2: like thirty first or something, isn't it? Twenty
0: fourth of January.
2: Oh wait. So
0: we're like that many weeks ahead. Like, know, are you sure far. that's
2: right? Or you get it the wrong way around? I thought we said that last episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, it'll be out. It'll be out late January. Whatever. I might have got the dates wrong, but late, late January. Mm-hmm. I think it's right. But yeah, it is it is a bit of a grind. And yeah, a hiatus, as you said, does sound very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what is a hiatus? Is that like a break?
1: It's like a full break, kind of.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, how would you find you kind of explained it, but like di- that dynamic where you So you say when mostly when it's you on the podcast, it's just you and another guest. Yep.
1: Exactly.
0: How does that dynamic work? So is it just like you interviewing them?
1: So I would say yeah, it's kind of a mix between an interview and a conversation. I try to give in my kind of ideas as well. So it's not just like a regular interview Yeah, because the, the, the whole shtick of the podcast is that we have kind of people who are interesting to me and to Zala that are below, let's say 25 years of age or something like that. So kind of our generation, you know, maybe can be a bit older, a bit, um, a bit younger. So, yeah, and the, the kind of the flow of the conversation is pretty similar to, I guess, what you two are doing, where you just like let the other person speak and then you kind of direct the conversation to wherever you want to.
0: How would you go about getting guests on? You said they're like people that you find interesting. Are they all, are they kind of like friends? Are they people like well-known in? Yeah. In your country. So the
1: whole the whole thing about Slovenia, especially like Ljubljana, the capital city, where kind of most of the guests come from, is that it's very small and you mostly know each other through like an acquaintance. It's very rare that you have no common friends with someone you meet in a club or something. Which is sometimes good, but it can also be pretty lame, especially like kind of the dating scene. You can imagine Tinder, Bumble, how that is, yeah. (laughs)
0: Where yeah, yeah. <laughs> just
1: like, it's friends of your exes or or like maybe something I had actually uh it happened to me I think a month ago just or like two months ago now I guess before the second corona vape. I went on a tinder date and um we just like really I, I enjoyed the conversation with the girl and Then we figured out she just broke up with my cousin three weeks ago. Oh
0: my God. You know,
1: like, mm. yeah, it's a bit awkward. It is a bit awkward, but the good thing about it is that we all kind of know each other. So if you want to get access to someone, you most likely know a person you can reach out to that they will like give you a direct kind of uh, communication with that person, you know? And something like this doesn't happen in the in London or Berlin. So that's kind of how we get guests. We like we find a cool person and we figure out ways to reach out to them.
0: And where did the kind of idea... So it's called, I don't think you mentioned it, but it's called Glass Balloons, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's called Glass Balloons. It's uh, The name is in English, but the whole podcast is in Slovenian.
0: Yeah, I tried to listen to one earlier today and I was like, yeah, I don't understand what's, <laughs> what's happening. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Why Glass Balloons?
1: So this is actually kind of, uh, another shtick of the podcast where at the end of each episode, like if it's a new guest, we ask the guest what they kind of think the name means, the name glass balloons, yeah? because we kind of have some idea, like we, we have a concrete idea what it means, but we don't tell it. So like, Wait, should we take a guess? Pretty, yes. So please do take a guess. Do
0: you want to go first? I'm sure.
2: Yeah. So I was thinking like, it's like you filled up this idea, like, and then it's going to go up, but it's not like a solid idea. So it could shatter or something like business-wise or like or a business like motive. I don't know how to explain it, but like you can have a hundred ideas, but like only one will make it through or something. And like, I, that's what I could interpret as glass balloons for a business podcast. Aaron, I guess you can have a try of a guess. Don't copy mine, you little bitch. Oh, yeah, I was going to copy this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was actually pretty, uh, that was a pretty good guess. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: that was, that was pretty good. And it's not like one of, the cat- one of the categories that we kind of rank in is it, it, business. Yeah. But the whole podcast is not a, a business podcast. Like on it, we have people who are really cool designers, who are entrepreneurs, who are like artists, probably sports people as well in, the, in season two now. It's basically like people who are doing something that's not just like a regular nine to five job. Yeah, or are like very active in their life outside of uni, like have their own projects going on. you know? Um, yeah. That's kind of the person we look for. But yeah, Aaron, you're, you're
0: uh. I'm going to guess then, I'm not going to go down I'm just going to say as you totally just kind of, you were like, fuck it, let's just name it something totally random, like something like totally opposite to each other. Like, and you're like, okay, you, you don't get glass <laughs> balloons. <laughs> so like makes people think like, oh, what is glass balloons?
1: I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna deny that or say that's the case. But uh, I like. I like what you said.
2: <laughs> the question is: Do these glass balloons have helium in it, or is it just like air?
1: Oh, well, they do. They for sure they float. But it could be helium. Could be something else that we haven't discovered yet. Don't know.
0: So is this a name then? You haven't like told
2: people what it means. We have to go on his podcast to figure it out, Aaron. <laughs> that's, no, the, even, that's the even like,
1: thing <laughs> if you go on my podcast, you will hear what all of the guests think about the yeah. name, but uh, nowhere it. is it actually said what it means. Oh course, God! I was go- <laughs> the only person who knows uh, what it means is uh, my friend Eva, who I met in Berlin. Um, she's currently in Austria, and Zala, like the co-host. I think yeah. uh, the, these two people are the only ones who know.
0: Oh man, I was gonna learn Slovenian and everything. The uh, your co-host, how did you two meet?
1: So I met Zala on a business competition. It was Startup Train. It was basically you jump on a train that goes from Slovenia to Bulgaria, which means it goes through the whole of Balkans. Like it's, a, I think it's a one and a half day of driving, and on that train you basically spend the whole time. Awake, of course, and you try to figure out how to get some idea to a level where you can pitch it to investors in Bulgaria, Um, in Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria. Uh, there you basically pitch in front of like a few hundred people and like uh, very cool, what are they investors and other cool people. And yeah, that I think one of the, one of the other teams had Zala in it, we weren't in the same team. And I also met a bunch of other interesting, cool people there. And I even interviewed or like had a few of them on the podcast and we are like working together now on different projects. It's, it's pretty cool. And I think that's kind of like a cool segue to the events, uh, kind of business zap that we also did before Corona, like on that startup train, I was just like, uh, discussing, Discussing my events idea, like our events idea and our events that we're doing with a guy. He was one of the mentors on the train, one of the business mentors. And he is the, or he was the owner of um, kind of a few escape rooms in Slovenia. And he just like loved the events and decided to like fully sponsor us. So uh, we were able to kind of give away a whole escape room on every event for free, which is... Yeah, it kind of really made me take the events more seriously. And we were able to like commit to other things, not find new sponsors, but just like focus on actually getting the events to a larger scale and finding new venues and, and things like that.
0: Yeah. So, so first of all, you said a startup train. So, this is actually like a train and the like purposes yeah. that you've got to like figure out something on it.
1: Yeah. It was a whole train, uh, like a few, a few wagons. I think it was. Altogether, like 50 competitors and around 30 mentors. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a few wagons, just like a train going from Slovenia to Bulgaria. That's it.
0: That's so cool. I wish we had something like that.
1: <laughs>
2: like... Yeah. I wouldn't go on it personally because I, if I look away from like that, you know, the outside window and look at a phone or something for too long, like my head starts getting like dizzy. So I'm not, I would not want to be on that for 1.5 days, not paying attention to where the outside or something. Oh no that sounds wicked.
0: Yeah. And then so you you mentioned there as well you've got a, an event business that's called Zap. So that started on that train.
1: Um so that was the moment where we were we decided to push it to a new level. It was already happening before that but at a smaller scale. Before that the situation with the events was that we had the the main event is the pub quiz. And um, you guys have a lot of pub quizzes in the UK. But in Slovenia, pub quizzes weren't really a thing like two years ago when we started it. And yeah, we we're just doing it for like a few months. Small pub quizzes, like 30, 40 people, you know, once every two weeks or something.
0: So, and... what would people go on to Zap to like book a pub quiz or something? Like, okay, so how would it work from like a user?
1: So, we were hanging out with Erasmus students. So, these are basically exchange students from all of, all across Europe and the world, who are coming to Slovenia, and uh, we were hanging out with them, and we decided to them let's let's just make an event for them because there are so many and they have nothing really, nothing major going on uh, when they are in Ljubljana. So we decided to make an event for them. It was just like we picked a brewery or like a pub, and we it was a few of us friends who like ran the whole show, and the people like we invited them. Uh, and they invited their friends and they just came and it grew bigger and bigger. Uh, like, mind you, in Slovenia or like in Ljubljana, the capital where I'm based at, uh, we have around 1,400 exchange students, like at each time present. And we were getting at first like 40 of them uh, to our pop quizzes. But then after the, let's say, after the startup train, when we got the, the sponsorship, we just decided to get a new venue, and uh, we got like a really cool kind of uh, a modern pub, if you could call it that. Just like a place called Gig, and they have a really cool events biz- uh, events basement. It's usually for like stand up events, but we decided it was pretty cool for um, for a pub quiz as well. And then we started fitting in like one hundred and thirty people uh, on a weekly basis. Um, so that was so much fun. Uh, like we were just all attending uni, and at the same time once a week we were running this paid events, and then people that were competing at the uh, at the pub quizzes, it was like in teams of teams of six people, like sitting around each table, and you you know how a pub quiz looks like, yeah, yeah, and yeah these people like after the event came to us told us how much they like it they want to help us you know support us. And then we were kind of growing just like a community of people who were helping us. And I really became like really strong friends with all of these people. And they will all listen to this podcast actually. Like I've had a bunch of friends tell me, foreign friends from across Europe, that they want to listen to my podcast, but it's fully in Slovenian, you know? Yeah. yeah. So so like this is third wheel podcast is a chance for all of them to, to kind of, yeah, get noticed. And I'll be shouting yeah. out all of them throughout the episode.
0: Yeah, yeah all all your new people go follow us on Instagram. Yeah, Insta. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> go, go sure. follow I us think, everywhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think at this point, from like the Zap or like the OG Zap people, I would like to shout out Edgar, João, Gonzalo, uh, Kaname, Anita. Pff, I could go on and on, but yeah. So
0: no, that's wicked. Like. And how did you, so how did you earn money from that? Was it the people like contestants paying or was it the venues that were paying you guys?
1: Yeah. So the original idea was to charge the venue some money, but bars and pubs tend to not like giving away money, you know? Uh, So we decided to kind of try donations, you know, and that was like, I think we got, we tried donations like two times and only our friends like put in the money into the donation box you know so we i think ended up with like 20 euro for the whole event yeah but then we just we just decided at one point to start like charging money for it you know like per person uh and the final price like in march i think it was like 6th of march it was my 6th of march 2020 we we had a price of 3 euro per person to come into the pop quiz and of, and we were also like, yeah. So that's, that's, that was the, the whole kind of, I'd say monetization. And the, the last event was right before Corona. Uh, so that was, I think, 6th of March. It was the day before I left for my exchange in Berlin. I left like on the 7th of March. And that's also when the last pop quiz was held and I was yeah. there. And yeah, sadly, Corona kind of really made everything go down.
0: Did you? come up with like the questions yourself for the pub quiz.
1: Yeah. So the, the team, like the zap team, you could call it was kind of composed of a lot of people at the end, but the kind of the, the people leading the whole thing was me and a few other Slovenians and my friend Dylan, uh, shout out Dylan. He was kind of the, the one making the most of the questions and also moderating the pub quiz. So like speaking into the mic, you know? Yeah, And then at the end, we had like a bunch of other people moderating the pop quiz and making the questions as well. Like Anna and some other people, Boyana, a bunch of them. And as I said, they will all listen to the podcast, I'm sure.
0: Did you find it stressful at any time? Like you're kind of, you're hosting this event that loads of people are attending and you want it to like go well. And if people like... I don't know, aren't having a good time. Did you ever like kind of feel a lot of pressure from any of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like especially, so you can imagine how it is with exchange students. So at the start of the semester, they all come to the city and they're like getting to know the surroundings. What are the cool places to go to? And they don't really know you that well, you know, like I kind of tried to figure out ways to get to know Erasmus people really fast. And the exchange people. So, um, and I managed to do that. So in, at the start of each semester, I just tried to meet as many people as possible. Um, and kind of, they knew me and then, and they knew Tilen as well. And the other people we had hanging out with everyone and kind of just like through, I guess, knowing us, we approached them or like we told them to just like come to the pub quiz as well. And yeah, at the start of each semester, it was kind of like you are waiting in the venue, you know, you see like 15 people show up and it's maybe like 10 minutes before the event. And you're like, damn, is it really going to be 20 people, you know? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly like 60 people come and then another batch of like 40 people. It's a very good feeling to have. Like once a week, you get this huge dose of like endorphins when you see I don't know, 100 people lined up for your event, you know, it's such a, such a cool thing that I'm really kind of valuing now when it's not kind of going on. Whereas at the time it was once a week, you know, we had, I think the number was 18 weeks of consecutive pop quizzes once a week, each time, like at least 80, 90 people. It was, it was mad. And kind of my kind of role because I was not speaking to the mic, I was not actually leading the pub quiz, it was just like mingling with the people, asking them how they are, solving their problems. I was kind of the host, you could say, you know, the, like the face of everything. Yeah. And like speaking with the uh, with the owner of the venue, if everything is good, if we are, I don't know, if people are too loud, things like that. I really enjoyed it. And I learned a whole bunch, I would say.
0: Hamish has been known to a... Uh
2: throw an event or a two. I Aaron was going to throw this in.
1: <laughs> Yeah? What kind?
2: It was basically, was it fourth year, third year? Basically, at uni, we, we used to have this restaurant we used to like going to for Millennium Party. Shout out Bossman. They've got multiple shout outs in the past. And I think the first one we turned into an event was Diwali, I think. In fourth year. So, for the Diwali event, like, you know what, yeah, let's just all have a get together for all of those at uni during Diwali. So We just made it into like an event got some graphics done, got Snapchat filters at the time because, you know, Snapchat was the thing back then. And yeah, I think that one was only like 30 people, but everyone like just paid. They weren't meant to pay for themselves. One prick didn't pay, actually. I don't know who it was. So I just had to pay that person's thing, sadly, at the time because I was like, you know, I can't have money stolen. And especially because it was my event. So the one after one was like the Christmas one. It was called BBBBB. I don't remember what it stood for exactly. It was like Balti, Big Shack, something, something, something. <laughs> Bossman, I forgot what it was now. And that one I, I did charge. And I also made people sign up to an app, which actually got me some money.
1: <laughs> okay, marketing genius right here. Yeah.
2: And then obviously I had this time I had prepaid, so there wasn't going to be any money issues, you know, because everyone had to send me the money if they wanted to come. But yeah, that event was too big yeah, because yeah, after people had started drinking, yeah, like people had forgotten the order, then they have started becoming a bloody panic, uh, not a panic night, but it was a bloody. Sh- I say, how does stress like? I had to you you look so stressed. Yeah, it was. It was fucking annoying, fam. Like people just had a couple of drinks and forgot what they fucking ordered, so I had to go and find out what everyone fucking ordered because no one knew what dish was they were all of a sudden getting after a couple of drinks. Had to make mm-hmm. sure that everyone's dishes was getting to them. I hadn't even eaten a bit like properly. And then at the end, I was like, "Yeah,
1: that sounds intense." And you, it was only yeah. you running everything solo. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, I think it's like people really are down to help. I mean,
2: Aaron's name yeah. was on it, but yeah, it was just me. It was just me, basically. But Aaron's name was on it, but he didn't want to do anything. So he just sat there, ate food, had a good time himself. I was <laughs> just living a good life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not hosting these like big events again. <laughs> and that's So it. you
1: decided to start the podcast with him?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What what kind of um you said like a loads of Erasmus students? What where were these students from? Like what nationalities?
1: So I would say predominantly they were German, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, uh, Macedonian, Swedish, Finnish. I think those are the and uh, Dutch, of course. Those are the main countries, but predominantly yeah, German, for sure. Germans the most.
0: Cool man. And then you mentioned briefly there as well, like COVID. Being an events business, I can imagine that COVID hasn't really helped anything in terms of that. How's that been?
1: Yeah, so as I said, 6th of March was the last day uh, we had the pub quiz. And 7th of March I left for Berlin. So the, the whole plan was that the team was would run the events without me, you know? I'm sure they would have done great, but Yeah, we we didn't do anything after COVID hit, and we were like really thinking about it for like a month afterwards. Like, should we go online? Should we I don't know start something else? You know, but the whole kind of passion we had for doing that was based around us being with all of the people present there, doing everything together, having a good time in person. So we ended up not doing anything online. We ended we ended up just kind of like letting everything rest. And I wasn't really I wasn't really troubled by it because I was just like living a whole another life in Berlin after yeah. I went on my exchange. So it kind of things clicked really well. I'm happy I left for Berlin because otherwise I would probably be more focused on like, I don't know, figuring out ways how we can still have pop quizzes, something like
0: that. Yeah. Is it something that once COVID is over you're gonna go back to and like relaunch it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like thing is Erasmus students, a few of them stay uh, or like return to the place of their exchange and like live there. And a bunch of ZAP members did that. So we have like a few exchange people who are now living in Slovenia, actually in Ljubljana. So all of the community is still here and we for sure intend to continue the pub quizzes as soon as we can because it's a very cool thing to do. Me specifically, I probably won't be in Ljubljana to run the pub quizzes, but the rest of Zap uh, likely will be.
0: Yeah, and you you mentioned pub quizzes a lot, but you also mentioned um, escape rooms earlier on. So do you do like different types of events?
1: So it was really primarily pub quizzes. We tried uh, some other things like karaoke. I think karaoke was actually the only other thing we tried. But it's just, I don't know, we, it kind of felt like we were... We were pushing this other types of events on people. uh, Whereas the pop quiz was like such a cool thing. And it was also weekly, you know, so it's not, it's not like we were, I don't know, trying to figure out new ways to fill our time. Um, But yeah, it was really mainly pop quizzes. The escape rooms were a prize for the winner. So if you won the pop quiz, you, you got an escape room for all six people.
2: Awesome. The escape rooms, like. So are there multiple across the uh, city? I couldn't pronounce the city. I forgot your city name as I was saying it, so I didn't want to butcher it. So,
1: The city name is Ljubljana. It means the loved woman, the woman who is loved in <laughs> yeah. our
2: language. Uh, Aaron's in love with
0: this place. <laughs> really? I I don't know. I can't tell if you're like being serious or you're trying to trick <laughs> oh, yeah. us.
1: No, for sure. It is. Ljubljana. Like...
0: Yeah. That's a that's a cool name. I'm not gonna lie. That's, <laughs> that's better than like... London. Like, what does London mean?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, but it, it flows off the tongue really well. Like, London, you know? London, yeah. London.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't mean, like, beautiful woman. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yeah, do you have any plans for when you do return? Or is it just kind of continuing what you did have?
1: Yeah, it's mainly continuing and potentially spreading to to other Slovenian cities. Uh, that have exchange students there and perhaps starting kind of sub-branches of the business in Berlin and uh, other kind of Erasmus hotspots. Yeah, like the Berlin thing was also a big kind of plan in the back of my mind. So when I went there on my exchange, I would just like do the same thing that I did in Ljubljana, just like try to meet as bunch of people as possible and just start running events, you know?
0: Yeah, because I was going to say, it does sound like a business where you could grow it, like as in you could grow it to like multiple cities or like multiple countries. It's not something that has to be in or works best just in one place.
1: Yeah, exactly. As you said.
0: But no, that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any, you've mentioned like earlier at the beginning, like you're really into, you do computer science, but you're really into like your business and stuff like that. Have there been any other like kind of startups you've worked on or like projects that you've kind of maybe worked on but didn't succeed or even like have succeeded
1: so in the first year of uni my whole plan was to gather people around me who were good at programming and i would try to like motivate like i had no knowledge of programming mind you like first year of uni of computer science um i was literally Oh, it was, it was just so hard for me to program. Um, I, I couldn't get my mind to it. I was, I was stuck in the kind of high school uh, way of learning. So like I would learn one day before the exam, one day before the programming exam, I would try to like learn the code by heart. And oh, it was terrible. But yeah, basically the plan was, as I said beforehand, to uh, try to get an app go viral. So I gathered a few people who are good programmers around me. And just try to like motivate them, uh, we were working on some small games uh, apps and yeah after a few months of that, uh, like everyone kind of lost motivation, and I felt really bad because I was the only one who wasn't actually programming. You know, I was just <laughs> as I said, like trying to manage them or something, like motivate them.
0: What were these games you were trying to make?
1: um they were just like a bunch of small unity projects, so Mm -hmm. Um, straightforward games we were trying to replicate games like flappy bird Um, something that's very simple but could like work you know magically
0: i remember when flappy birds came out i was like do you know what i could like like this is such a simple idea like i could have made this and then i remember at the time as well like i think i read i think it, it might not have been even true but i think i read like some news article about the guy who made flappy birds and he was just making like thousands and thousands like a day and he was just a random he was just a guy on his own just in his room and just put it together
1: yeah exactly and flappy bird i think came out in 2016 and that was the year i started uni you know so like i had the fire the fire was real but after the first year i actually had to uh, repeat my first year because of programming and Yeah, I just like really hustled hard for like I think two or three months and really learned how to program programmed like a few hours a day. And now I love programming, like it's but it's still not something that I don't know, in in 20 years I likely won't have like a purely programming job. So yeah, but I, I think it's very good to know how to program and to really understand what goes into creating an app or a system. Um, and to be able to talk to programmers with actual programming knowledge, uh, which I think a bunch of people in the business world and the, the econo- economics world don't really have. So yeah, I think knowing how to program is, there is literally no, um, I would say, no, what is it called?
0: Disadvantage.
1: Yeah, no disadvantages to attending a computer science uni, I would say, even if you are interested in business.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like when, when I've been working with like people who aren't doing programming, like it's always great when they kind of know, like kind of what they are asking for me to like make or kind of what they're demanding. Cause a lot of the time when you are working with people who don't have a technical background, they can ask you to like code something. And it's like, you're like, okay, that's just not like reasonable to ask. That's, <laughs> that's like, you can't do that. Like, or at least not in a the frame they kind of want you to do it in.
1: Yeah. Exactly, especially like time, time-wise, how much time a certain project takes. You really need programming knowledge, or like to speak with someone who understands programming to know what to kind of request from a programmer who's working for you.
2: Yeah, that's another thing I always thought. Like basically at uni, because they taught us how to do a little bit of that aspect to, to us a lot. Yeah, but then I, that's what I thought that everyone that would be in that role afterwards would already know how to program, but. Yeah, just random people get put into those things, no idea. And it's just, yeah, it was a, it was a weird one. It's like, how how much can you say, no, this isn't possible just because you have this idea doesn't mean that we can write it, as Aaron said, in that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it makes a bunch of sense for product managers and managers in general to have programming knowledge.
0: Yeah. What, what do you do like day to day at the moment?
1: so currently i am like i've begun again recording the podcasts you know so that's like probably i don't know two afternoons a week gone yep. and i'm working on my thesis my diploma thesis uh, which i will probably finish in like two to three weeks right at the start of the new year's i imagine what's
0: it on Your thesis? the
1: thesis is mainly about shopify and selling food on shopify Okay. That, was, that was also something I did in connection with the startup I was working for in Berlin during my exchange. Kind of Corona, corona made a bunch of people who were involved with food. So like large food suppliers uh, decide to go directly to consumer, you know, instead of going to restaurants, to schools, to hotels to provide them with food, they just had to figure out a way to quickly launch an online shop and sell directly to people. And that's, that's kind of uh, the main idea behind Diploma Thesis. And like really, f- basically what I do with, this, with the thesis is a very quick step-by-step guide on how to make a very cool online store with Shopify that sells food. And like what type of things you need to worry about, how to manage your products, how to do everything you would have to do if you were a food supplier and you wanted to sell food online.
0: Yeah, I've... Actually, very recent. Like I'm talking about, like in the last like few weeks, like kind of watched a few videos on drop shipping.
1: You're a bit late. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know I'm a bit late, but hey, which do you know the term? Why drop did I shipping?
2: hear this recently? Drop shipping.
0: Oh, this was after the Beta Squad video. That's why you. I actually heard it from like a Logan Paul podcast first, okay. and I was like, "Oh shit!" And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. People make it out like you just they kind of made it out to seem like. Uh, you start dropshipping, shipping. You just it's easy. You just earn money.
1: Well, so I think the whole idea behind dropshipping is you. Let's say you have a, a web shop, and on it you have a selection of items from other suppliers that you do not yeah. yourself supply, and you hold no invento- inventory at all. So you, what you essentially are is uh, just like a mirror. You 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 just have this products listed on your site and you try to figure out cool ways like kind of growth hack ways to get people to your store and then to buy from your store and you just uh, like whatever they buy let's say once a month you will request a shipment of uh, 13 of those shoes that people bought and you will order only 13 from the supplier and they will be shipped directly to people
0: yeah it's, it it sounds like I'm a like a web developer so I can like put up a site like that Like, fairly easy. But then, kind of finding what product should be on it is kind of where I was like, "Mm, I'd have to put in a lot of work to trying to find like what the trends are and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. The whole shtick is that you, you kind of source the products from pages like Alibaba. Yeah. So, this like very large wholesale merchants uh, where you are able to buy a large shipment for like not that much money. And then you just have to, yeah, it. And uh, I also on the startup train uh, that I mentioned earlier on the competition, one of the mentors was, uh, I think, the most successful dropshipper in Slovenia. He's this, I think, 35-year-old guy who was sourcing, I think it was radars, like car radars that you have in your car. And they would alert you if a radar was on the road, you know, like the, what is it called the speed meter radars. And yeah, he was, I think, sourcing them for like, I'm not going to say the the price, but yeah, basically just like a very, very, very large uh, margin. So it's it's interesting. And then people, of course, don't really know that these items are very cheap on Alibaba. Yeah. Especially yeah. people who aren't maybe uh, internet savvy enough to know to check on Alibaba or, or Amazon or like just check the prices on different areas like they just see one link one website and they're like oh okay let's buy it from here and also i will tell it to my friend to buy it from here so um it's a it's a really interesting business but i don't know i didn't try it myself
0: yeah i only only found out recently because i i went to buy so i'm like a big football fan so i went to buy some like kind of old football shirts and then you have like a load of like shops on kind of instagram and twitter where they they're selling old football shirts but like for a lot more money than they are on like alibaba or uh, dh gates another one And you end up picking up one for like a third of the price from like one of those sites it took about a month to arrive but uh, <laughs> it's probably probably worth the money saved
1: yeah exactly
0: just going back to podcasting before we like finish up do you have any plans for the podcast
1: so, the plan right now is to just continue it, steady uploads. I think putting time into the podcast into the kind of figuring out ways to grow the podcast and like how to market it to more people is something that I don't know it doesn't scratch the same itch that uh, just like recording a podcast and like talking to people and having people listen to me it's it's it doesn't scratch the same itch so. We kind of yeah. just decided to not really focus on it. Whatever will happen, will happen. We're not in a position where we need to rely on financial income from the podcast right now. So it's just something we do uh, in our kind of because we want to do it. And it's a very cool way to network with people because, as I said, Slovenia is very tiny. And through the podcast, like if we continue it for like, I don't know, two years, two, three years, we will have met most of the cool people we are in Slovenia yeah. and these people are even now and will be in the future spread out all across the world. So, um, it's going to be like a cool way to have, like, if anyone wants want to reach out to a Slovenian who's working on this in this country, I will probably know that person. So that's, that's the main, uh, that's the main thing behind the podcast. And I would really love it if there is somehow some Slovenian people listening to your podcast. To start listening to my podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We can see all our like countries that have like listened and then some of them are like totally random. We're like, okay, who in Kazakhstan is listening to us, but shout out to them. Are podcasts big in Slovenia? Like, is it quite a big industry? Are are there a lot of podcasts there?
1: So I would say we've had some, like just a very few podcasts that have been going on for like a few years now like five plus years but it really the whole market became let's say bigger in the past year and a half something like that but it's still not that many people doing it we have like a a few radio stations who are trying to launch their own podcasts which i think is something that everyone's trying to do across the world as far as radios go and like tv stations and stuff like that I think the entirety of the, like, I would say there are probably around 70 competitive podcasts that have some actual listeners, you know? Yeah. The number is not any higher. Like probably there are a bunch of others, but only 70 or so that have listeners. Do
0: you do yours or like before COVID or whenever, did you do it like in person?
1: So actually the podcast started in June. Or July, maybe. So I was in Berlin. And okay. I think I was, I, uh, we thought of the podcast in April or May. So I was in Berlin. It was kind of like my exchange did not go as planned, of course, because of COVID. So I couldn't meet as many people as I wanted to. The lockdown kind of happened or like a, a small lockdown. And that's when we started the podcast. So I was having, we were having Slovenian guests on the podcast. So, and I was in Berlin, you know, so we just decided to do everything from Zoom. But actually, we intend to have a few in-person podcasts in the following weeks. But even that we're kind of iffy about because Corona is really a big thing here in Slovenia right now. So we got to be extra careful about it, like having people um, at our and The room I was in at the start of the podcast, as I mentioned earlier, like the hunting room of my dad. Uh, it's like a perfect room for a podcast. You can have probably like four people very comfortably around the table, each with their own mic set up. Like the background is crazy, you know, just like antlers, a wolf, um, everything.
0: Yeah.
2: Really quick question. You see those antlers and the wolf thing that you said on hunting? Yeah. Are those like real heads stuffed up or is that like just fake?
1: It's not fake. It's not. (laughs) So it's, um, yeah, it's real. Like hunting is a very important thing here in Slovenia. Like we are, I think the 60% woods. So 60% of the whole Slovenian region is covered by trees, which means that we have a bunch of animals and these animals need to be held at a specific number. That's why we have mandatory hunting, you know? So we actually have uh, these are licensed hunters who have, to, who have to hunt a specific amount of certain animals every year. And that's how you can be a hunter. And with the meat and everything that comes from the animals, you do what you want. It usually gets eaten. We eat a lot of wild meat in my family. Have you ever been hunting? So when I was small, around 12, I would say, my dad took me with him to a few hunts. But it is really like the whole process of hunting is like, I actually want to ask you, like, how do you think hunting goes? Just like you go hunting, let's say you need to, um, you are uh, looking for a deer, a deer okay. that you have to hunt. How does it go? I
2: assume you have to wait a bit because like, you can't really like move about because the deers are like, very like, how do you say it? Like, you know, like if you move or if they hear something, they start running because they're, skittish yes yeah so like it requires a lot of patience you have to be willing to be super close to bugs and stuff that you don't want to be usually close to on a day-to-day you have to know how to shoot which is not easy i guess unless you're using a bow and arrow or something i don't know Aaron, you, i don't know i don't i can't think of anything else related
0: <laughs> well just watching the crown the latest season of the crown i don't know if you've heard of that so that's like a, it's like a british tv show on the like the royal family And like the latest season, they show like, because a lot of the Royal family don't know if they still do, but 10, 20 years ago, they'd go like hunting and they showed like, I don't know, just them like crouching down, like in like a forest or something and then waiting for like the right moment to take a shot kind of thing. I don't, I don't really, yeah, just a lot of, um, tracking of animals and like following paths and trying not to make a sound basically.
1: Yeah, so you two were kind of uh, close, but how it actually is, mostly is that you will have this hunting, we call them stant in Slovenian, but it's basically, you could say even like not a tree house, but it's just like wooden a, uh, a few wooden pillars and on top of the pillars is like a small hut. Yeah, uh, you're probably around, I don't know, seven meters high. Uh, in this, uh, on these wooden pillars, and there is like a wooden ledge that you can also bears climb these ledges and snakes. Um, <laughs> so that's something you gotta be careful about. But basically, you are in this hut on top of these wooden pillars, and the hut has openings, and the hut also has a bed inside and heating. So what you essentially do is you are waiting to hear sounds from the animals. And if you hear something, you maybe, uh, you just take up your rifle and you check if the animal is the animal you're looking for, because it usually has to be a specific gender and a specific age of a deer, let's say, that you you can actually hunt, otherwise you can't. And yeah, then you you do the, the cooling and you collect the animal. But that's only if it's a deer, if it's, uh, let's say, a wild hog, which is, I think, what predominantly is, uh, as far as hunting goes, in Slovenia. So there are these wild hogs. Have you ever seen a wild hog?
0: No, only on like TV.
1: Okay. I don't know what a hog is. Okay, so it's basically, you can imagine a very large pink pig covered in black fur. And it having much oh, larger tooth. teeth that are like this, kind of like the warthogs, you know, from Lion King, if you remember them. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just Googled it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Shout out
2: Simo- to Simoja
1: <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to them. They can be insanely large. And if you are hunting for one of them, you actually have to wait. So like you, you do the kill and then you have to wait for one of your colleagues to arrive with the car. Because you always have to be two people when handling wild hogs, because they usually move around in groups, as you could imagine, they're a herd animal. And they may try to kill the hunter once he comes to collect the dead animal, you know, uh, they will literally like run you over. They are insanely strong.
2: Right. So you basically have a God tower, like a sniper's nest. And then you're waiting to assassinate these creatures. And then also, wait, you said that bears and snakes climb up. Wait a second. So the snake one, yeah, I could understand you somehow chop its head off or something. Yeah, I don't know how you're dealing with snakes. Yeah, like I don't know how to do this. I'm not the crocodile hunter. These are, sorry, the Slovenian Steve, uh, what, is it? Um, what was his name? The crocodile hunter. What was his name? Steve oh, Irwin. Steve Irwin, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. I was going to say, like, what, what do you do if a bear comes up? <laughs> you shoot in the face.
1: There is usually a trapdoor or something similar that is mm-hmm. closed. So a bear may come up the um, the step, the kind of the ledge, but and also bears are very skittish. So most of the time, as soon as they see a person, they will just run away as fast as possible. Okay. So it's not. It's actually not a a big okay. a big danger. Bear is probably less dangerous than uh, wild hogs
0: that's mad like I imagine like there are probably loads of places in like the u k where a lot of like hunting goes on, but like for like me and Hamish are both basically like in and around London
2: and that's, <laughs> that's just not something that'm so, like, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, your... yeah. I'm I'm east london I'm basically in london okay, okay, see. it's it's just not something that you kind of hear about a lot hunting
1: yeah uh and you you asked earlier whether I did any hunting and Yeah, when I was 12, I did a few kind of hunts with my dad. I never shot anything, but it just wasn't my thing. Like, it's really something that I would maybe, it's maybe akin to fishing. Mm. So if you know someone who's very much into fishing, they probably would be a, a decent hunter as well, because it's something you have to be extremely patient about. And it's not just something you do because of the, let's say, the thrill of killing the animal. There's like a whole process with hunting. Uh, and you also are the butcher, you are everything. So it's it's really a hobby, like a very strong occupation that's made for someone who's extremely patient and loves nature for sure.
0: yeah and then you mentioned earlier as well I don't know if it'll be in the recording, but like you mentioned how he, you said your dad the legendary hunter was that like is that like is that like true or is that kind of just a
1: well, I would say he for sure is very known. In okay. The hunting circles, but um, no, he's. Uh, I mean, he is a legend in my heart. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But as hunting goes, yeah, he's not. He's not a, a mad hunter. He's not. He's just like a, a very cozy hunter. He loves nature.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if it's someone we could like Google and then he'd have like a huge Wikipedia.
1: Nah, some some know, clickbait definitely. for the uh, for the episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, that's that's cool. I did, I didn't think we were going to talk about hunting. Yeah, I, yeah I, just had, I just had to
2: know some things, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. On the podcast stuff, what advice would you give people? So we've had loads of friends trying to steal our jobs, yeah, and become podcasters, <laughs> become podcasters themselves, especially with COVID. It seems like loads of people are looking to start podcast. What's like one or two pieces of advice you'd give
2: someone?
1: Have people on the podcast as guests who you usually have good conversations with and just like start it off with those people. And hopefully the people who will listen to the podcast are like maybe common friends or like friends of that person. And usually people who can talk well have a few other friends who can talk well as well and like hold the conversation well and then just like kind of bounce off from that. And also another cool thing is to have a co-host It makes everything so much easier, either like you two have it. So like you two are always present on each episode, I presume, or like I'm doing where it's literally half of episodes are mine and half of episodes are Zala and sometimes we do like a group episode. Like it just gives you so much more time. Uh, It literally gives you like a hundred percent more time essentially because you're doing, two people are doing the job of one person and also. Things like editing or like mastering the audio and artwork for the podcast, you probably have some friends that you can maybe bring into the the whole shtick of the podcasting with you, maybe even pay them some money, but it really goes a long way. Just like having other people do things for you that you maybe do not enjoy as much as they enjoy them. Like people love creating artwork. Some people love mastering audio. Find these people and work with them. And like you're doing it for free. Perhaps they would like to do it for free as well. Like they would like to be a part of a podcast. You know? That's totally possible. Uh, Not everyone that's like ambitious wants to be in the spotlight. So yeah, just like use your surroundings, I would say. And don't really don't put all the pressure on yourself because you will lose willpower eventually. So that's that's my advice. I
2: would say if any listener wants to be a, um, an editor for us for free, why us. <laughs> <one ask. laughs> yeah. Have you got any?
0: Do you think you'd ever make the podcast not in Slovenian?
1: Of course. Like I, I don't want to commit to anything one hundred percent. Yeah. But the glass balloons, I think, will likely remain in Slovenian, just because it's something that's so I would say especially to people who go to who go abroad, like Samo, for example, he's not meeting any new Slovenian people at all, you know, because it's so hard to meet Slovenian people outside of Slovenia. Because there's only like two and a half million of us. You can imagine it's very hard to meet. Yeah. So kind of there and I am also in a I will be in a similar position in the upcoming years, like won't be in Slovenia. And I would love to continue meeting new Slovenian people. And I think having the podcast fully in Slovenian just like makes it more, I guess, organic and makes it more like it's something I would say that separates us from like, there's so many, I would say, podcasts yeah. that are in English that are doing a similar thing, let's say to what we are doing with our podcast. So, um, yeah. And as I said, the podcast is not something I ent- I really intend to uh, create a living out of. I have many other uh, kind of a big ambitions in my mind and goals. And the podcast is something that I love and I treasure. And I'm fine with it have, being in Slovenian. But perhaps some offshoot of Glass Balloons, like maybe some other more niche podcast, perhaps like a community-based podcast or some specific... Uh, uh, I don't know, Discord server or something. Those things are very much possible, but I don't think it will be public. Maybe it's just going to be like a community-only podcast right? Yeah, to which you have to perhaps like pay to get into and something like that.
0: No, makes sense. Well, that's nice. Yeah, awesome. Should we start to uh, round up?
1: Yeah, for sure. So
0: we've got some, so how podcasts like layout, how you should put this on in a plan? We end off with like some final questions, a call out and then a shout out. So we'll start with the final questions. And that first question is one piece of advice you would give to younger you.
1: Just trust in the process. Don't think about the end game strategy. Just like do whatever feels kind of puts you best on the path you're going towards. And like really not think about the micro. Just focus on the micro.
2: Sweet. The next question is you're on death row. What is your chosen three course meal and drink?
1: it's a rare steak a rare cow steak a beef steak raw salmon as well and sushi rolls that i can combine with the salmons to uh, make salmon sushi so like a rare steak and salmon sushi for sure
0: i did drink to this one normally we don't ask drink but is there like a particular drink you would have as well
1: oh yeah for sure i would i would have this specific wine brand called movia It's a Slovenian wine brand, and I would have a glass of red wine, of Movia wine with it.
0: Lovely. Very fancy. Third question. So this is a question we actually ask every guest, and that is, what has been your most memorable third-wheeling experience?
1: Oof. I was, I think, 10 years old, and me and my dad took a trip to Tunisia, and we were traveling all across Tunisia with, uh, I think, three other Slovenian families. And two of these families had children as well. I think they each had one child. I was, as I said, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And there was this girl who was 14 and another boy who was, like, 13, 14. So I was, like, the, the smallest, yeah. But we were, like, hanging out together a lot on these trips. Yeah. Uh, so I remember we were going across uh the desert, like, across sand dunes in, like, safari jeeps, you know? And we really kind of got into like a conversation and I was really, I I was kind of crushing on the girl, yeah. Uh, but she was like older and it was, I think it was me, the boy and the girl all sitting like in the back row of the Jeep. Yeah. And she called me, she said that uh, she feels like I'm her small brother. And, uh, And I think, and they started holding hands or something, like the boy and the girl. So that was like my small, young little heart got crushed. And I think I was like, yeah. But uh, I got to see the desert. So, yeah. but that was for sure, like a, a feeling of strong third willing.
0: Yeah, that's really sad. That's, I think that's the youngest story we've had.
2: Had to be someone. <laughs> yeah. The next section is a call out or a nomination so you can nominate one or many people to hopefully be a guest on the third wheel in the future
1: okay so uh, just like what's your male to female ratio do you need a specific gender what do you prefer I,
2: I think we're be pretty wrong.
0: good on the ratio but uh, <laughs> females definitely get more uh, more views <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: okay <laughs> exactly you're from the city of beautiful ladies right so
1: yeah that's correct that's correct but I actually won't be well um, on the other hand, I could nominate one Slovenian and one other person. Okay. Because I want okay. to continue this uh, track of Slovenian people on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <for laughs> so I will nominate Tillem Burjek. He is my friend. who also, We did the, the events together, the events business together. He was the person moderating the whole pop quiz. A uh, very strong, charismatic uh, fellow and also programmer like me. We met at uni. And the other person I will nominate is uh, Jack Sirianni, uh my good Jordanian friend who I met in Berlin, got really close to in Berlin. And I think he will have a lot of cool things to say. And yeah, as I said, he's from Jordan. So I don't know if you had any guests from Jordan. Yet. No,
0: not yet. Yeah, awesome. We'll, we'll get in touch with, with both of them. And did you implement, I remember... Um, when we first got into touch, you were saying that's uh, like a nice way to get more guests onto the podcast. Do you, are you adding in that kind of a call out, call out feature?
1: We are still kind of thinking about it, but I don't. I actually don't think we will do it. But I, I, I commend you two for doing it. I think it's such a cool thing, especially because you are literally like you are like coronavirus. You are spreading around the world <laughs> through like doing it. You know,
0: uh, I, I. Uh... I don't I, know how to feel about yeah, it. I don't know how. To, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad people, thing. People don't like coronavirus. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on, true. moving on to the shout out. So this is just basically anything you want. Basically, give it a shout out for our listeners to check out. So the floor's yours. Uh, anything you want to shout out?
1: So I think I've shouted out a lot of friends um, already. Um, and the podcast I've shouted out already. So if you're Slovenian or maybe you're Croatian or Macedonian and can speak Slovenian, for sure, just like look up Glass Balloons and you'll find us. But other than that, maybe I'd like to shout out my Instagram profile. It's Nate's. That's actually the Instagram handle. Yeah. We'll leave the link in the description. Yeah. I don't have anything other really to shout out. And Samo for getting me on the podcast. I really, yeah, of course. Um, Kind of loved it actually i've never been in a podcast like as a guest so it's a it's a very new experience for me
0: awesome awesome way well, you've been great as well i'm going to shout out actually another podcast that friend of ours Shaylee has started It's called migration retraced and basically it's just a, a bio is retracing the stories of migrants around the world so Hopefully by the time this comes out, she'll have some more up. But the first one's with a mum, so like really interesting story to listen to. So go check that out.
2: Hamish, hey, and my shower is um, a new album by Kid Cutie, Man on the Moon Three, The Chosen.
1: I was listening for the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: it, it's actually quite good. Like having it on the background as well. And there's a few tracks that will, you know are like lyrical, and the rest are just
1: like what you
2: expect, like vibing.
0: Cool, awesome. Well, that, that's it. That's it for today's episode thanks so much Nate for coming on
1: thank you for having me as I said I really
2: yeah nice meeting you as well because it's our first time meeting you yeah for
0: sure and if you can speak Slovenian go check out Nate's podcast link will be in the description and if you can't learn it and go listen anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah might as well just boost up boost up any numbers as well
1: well it's it's good for me to send my listeners to you I guess because we all speak mm-hmm. English you know
0: yeah yeah that as well that as well we will take anyway never you
1: know
2: some people may want to learn another language sometimes
1: Yeah, Slovenian is very hard to learn and it's it's a language you might not even want to learn because it's like so little people speak it you know
0: well, after you said what uh, your city's called I'm gonna have to visit at some point so I'll have to learn Wait, you see Aaron there in the next few months <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um, yeah thanks everyone for listening hope you all enjoyed it and we'll speak to you next week Have a good
2: one. See ya. Bye. Bye.